You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein. And as we sit and we wait... For Aaron Rodgers trade news, <laughs> we figured that uh, we may as well talk about free agents. I mean, the first wave kind of hit us last week. We talked about all the moves around the NFC North, and then more moves around the NFC North happened right after we finished recording, as per usual. Um, but the Packers have been really quiet. They signed a long snapper. They signed a safety who we could talk about a little bit, who has more special teams experience really than anything else. But yeah, I mean, this roster as it stands, the Packers have about $24 million in cap space at this point. So could potentially make some free agent moves if they so choose. But until we really know what the compensation looks like from the yeah. Jets, it's it's hard to know, right? If they're going to yeah. invest draft picks, if players are coming. So how you doing, it's Perry? True. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's a Tuesday. Still waiting for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm with you, though. It is a little bit hard for the Packers to make any like real moves. Not that I think that either you or I expected them to, given where their their cap's actually better than I thought it would. I'm, but I'm amazed. I have a couple of thoughts about what you just said. First is they really loaded up on special teams. Um, obviously, they gave Rich Pisaccia that promotion. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or just the fact that the Packers have very much needed to kind of have this rebuild on special teams. And we saw like improvement in year one with rich now you know they're bringing back guys who performed really well they're signing some others who have ties to him so that's kind of where the free agent signings have stayed in that realm of ball um but when we say 24 million i think for me it helps clarify and it was actually my dad who did this because he was like it sounds like a lot don't get too excited you know you have to leave about 12 million of that for draft picks, right? right? So that already cuts you in half. Um, And then another, like he he outlined another like seven or eight, right. That gets allocated probably in potential, like you have to save some for mid year. If you want to sign anybody, et cetera, they've, they've done like all the restructures they really can. So it actually only leaves the Packers with like, I want to say around eight or nine million to do anything with, which is plenty if you want to go sign maybe like a one year kind of vet deal. Um, I mean, that's exactly what Dalton Schultz got 
right with the Texans. But I, again, back to the Rogers situation, I think it would be really hard for the Packers to be in on any names that you or I or our listeners are like keen on um, just given that they have no idea what they're going to have. They have no idea what they're going to be taking on. Right. I think a lot of the holdup with Rogers is compensation for his contract. And I'm sure the Packers are doing everything they possibly can to offload all of it and not take on more dead money. But I just can't see them going in on a player and then potentially leaving themselves with like literally zero dollars yeah and i think it's really gonna depend too on you know if guys like adrian amos take a pay cut i mean it sounded like there were reports earlier in the week about how the packers were interested in him coming back there were a couple other pieces that they were maybe interested in and i think all that is really going to depend on like you said what this rogers cap hit looks like what they're able to offload if there's any players maybe in the in the trade or if it's more just draft compensation but Tervarius Moore was there their move I guess in free agency so far unless you want to talk about a long snapper which I, I do think it matters right it's going to shore up the, thing to do. <laughs> but I mean it will shore up that special teams operation a little bit Mason Crosby had a bounce back year Pat O'Donnell looked pretty good he had a nice year for a punter yeah I think he had his career high almost in the uh, mm-hmm. punts inside the 20 but yeah it doesn't hurt ever to to shore up your operation but Tervarius Moore um primarily a special teams player was a third round pick by the 49ers in 2018 Um, I think my favorite just random fact about him is that he only has one career interception and it was against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl no way (laughs) you have to have one on your resume that's a a pretty good one to have that's Um, awesome (laughs) (laughs) that's like Darius Slay never picking off Aaron Rodgers but somehow uh Kirby Joseph has like three (laughs) exactly so We'll see what happens. Um, I think that's a good segue, I guess, into... So the safeties, obviously, we know struggled quite a bit in 2022. Um, I told you pre-show, I just had to break down all these numbers for the Cheesehead TV draft guide, the positional analysis. So they're all like very fresh. And you don't really think about maybe how much some of these players struggled until you like really look at the numbers. Adrian Amos had one of the worst seasons of his career, which, I mean, he seemed steady. He still didn't miss that many tackles. Like, he was a sure tackler when you needed him to be, but he had a 107.7 passer rating when targeted, which was the highest of his career. And Darnell Savage had a passer rating when targeted of 114.2, which somehow wasn't even as bad as how he performed last season. So that's a room that's got a got to see improvement and I don't know if Tavarius Moore is going to be that guy I think he could be more of like a Dallin Levitt replacement as far as depth and special teams prowess Rudy Ford came back after leading the entire safeties unit with three picks which is really interesting but they need some help there desperately regardless of you know who comes in if it's a draft pick or a free agent that room is getting an overhaul yeah a hundred percent oh I just I feel like the saying of you know picking for need versus picking for best available is really apt here because you've kind of seen the writing on the wall with the safety group for a couple of seasons now, at least for sure last off season. So it just feels like the Packers have put themselves in not the best position to rebuild this unit. It doesn't take one season to rebuild an entire position group. Like look at what the linebackers, right? They're just now, 
two, three seasons in, like Brian Gutekunst has spent a lot of time like looking for guys for that position. And now you're in a spot where unfortunately you pick up Darnell Savage's fifth year option. We don't, unless he makes some miraculous jump, we don't think he's really even a starter on this roster. You've brought back some really nice depth pieces, right? Rudy Ford had a great season. We're happy about and excited about more, but you have no starter. And I think when a secondary that should be quite strong, when you look at the cornerback group, the safety position is really weighing it down and it's going to cause, as I think we saw this past season in communication issues and coverage breakdowns and all those kinds of things, like the same problems this year because the corners cannot also do the safeties jobs and moving Rasul was not a thing. So the Packers with very little money are now pretty much just looking at the draft. And I don't really think there's like a crazy strong safety class in the draft either. And it's not really not like last year, not like last year, <laughs> right. Which they didn't take anybody. And I really wish, you know, they took Tariq Carpenter, but He's really just a special teams guy too. And now you're looking at a position where you could take the best safety available, right? At 15 or 13, depending on what draft pick you get for Rogers. But that feels super rich to me. This just feels like a really lose-lose situation for them right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and I think the problem, too, is, I mean, it's not, I mean, right, we had, like, the Bengals safeties, Jesse Bates, there were some really good safeties on the market, but they were never attainable for the Packers, so to put them, you know, they were never an option. Adrian Amos coming back, it sounds like the longer he's in free agency is an option. One player that I want to bang the drum for really quick on the show, never going to happen, is John Johnson from Cleveland. And I don't know if there's any cap space available. I know there's some fans that would, you know, not approve of his missed tackles because he did have quite a few missed tackles, but I thought it was interesting. He was drafted in 2018 to the Rams and he played with actually 2017, but he played with Joe Barry when he was the assistant head coach and Matt LaFleur was the OC there. So there's some history there. There's some Mm -hmm. fluidity there. He had just a really nice season for the Browns was very reliable on the back end. And I think that's the hard part now is, you know, Goody's always really big on these pairing young players with vets. So he paired, you know, Darnell Savage with Adrian Amos, but then at the same time, it means that their contracts come due at the same exact time. And then you have to kind of figure out what's next. And maybe like you said, Darnell Savage turns the page, but they're, they're going to need some help because I don't think that they can roll into the season with Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, to various more and a draft pick. You need some type of vet in that room. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, I would not feel confident in that. And I'm sure the Packers don't. And I'm sure they have a plan of some kind, but to me, they've obviously are priced out of the top guys. And I think most, if you look at the available safeties at, uh, that are free agents this year, most of them are going back to the teams that they're with currently. 
right? Jordan Poyer, we knew he was staying with the Bills. You already mentioned Jesse Bates. I was kind of banging on the drum for Jabril Peppers, Mm -hmm. but he re-signed with the Patriots at a two-year, $9 million deal. I I would love to see like the breakdown of that. That was a deal the Packers could have done this year, right? They're not currently making those moves or maybe you know they tried and and he decided to stay with the Patriots we'll never know like there I feel like there is availability um especially as time goes on but I still wouldn't feel confident in the safety group even if it remains the exact same as last season I think if you stay the same it you're only getting worse and again I don't like having expectations of draft picks to be like super contributory. That's not a real word. Be super huge contributors. Like they're, they're, their first year. Um, Maybe that is a real word. I'm gonna have to look it up, but you know what I mean? Like, I I think that's a lot to put on a guy and especially in an already weak room. Oh, it is a real word. Look at you. It sounds kind of made up, but I like it. As an English Thank major, you. I feel like I should know. I feel like I should know the dictionary, but I don't. So right. <laughs> it says playing a part in bringing something about. Look at that! You brought that word into my life, uh, into my <laughs> lexicon. Um, all right, so let's shift a little bit from safeties. One thing I want to talk about, kind of briefly, but I don't think it'll be you know necessarily. I I for sure don't see it happening in free agency. Is the cornerbacks unit? You and I talk about all the time how there are premium positions that Brian Gutekunst will invest heavily in. We don't know the status of Eric Stokes. It sounds like he'll be available for training camp, maybe not the beginning of wow. it, but he should be able to to play this season. If you take Stokes out of the picture, you have Jair Alexander, all pro Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, and Keyshawn Nixon, who played pretty well as your nickel. Beyond that, your depth is, is suspect. Corey Ballantyne was re-signed by the Packers because he played over half of snaps on special teams. I think he played like 17 actual snaps on defense. And then you have Shamar Shamar John Charles, who played three snaps on defense. And then the rest of your cornerbacks unit didn't play any snaps on defense. So the depth here, you know, barring some miracle that Eric Stokes is able to start the season, isn't necessarily what we would expect. The the starting unit is very good, especially if Eric Stokes is able to come back and bounce back. But if anybody goes down with an injury, that room all of a sudden doesn't have the depth that you'd look for at the next level, which is concerning. And Packers fans, don't be surprised if, you know, some a CB is the pick at 15. I, I say this all the time, right? Like the Packer, the reason I think you and I get some draft day things correct is because the Packers have a pattern and the Packers have clear positions where they covet in the first round. I just said safety, not one of them. I would be shocked. Maybe if, there's a guy that's a general DB, right? Who can be moldable. You can move him around. Maybe he plays in the slot. Who knows? But you're absolutely correct. I completely agree. They could take a corner. They would do it in a heartbeat. We didn't think they needed Stokes. All of a sudden they needed Stokes because Kevin King, you know, wasn't wasn't the guy and he started his rookie season and ended up just taking that position. I think it's a position group that you should always have as much depth as possible. And we have no idea what Stokes is going to look like when he, even when he does come back, right? Maybe he's on some kind of snap count or they have to ease him back. He had a really gruesome injury. 
Yeah. I think it was like a double leg break. Ankle knee something. Yeah. Like really, really, really bad. So hearing that he's going to be available for training camp is even like shocking to me. Awesome. Like I'm sure he's attacking his rehab, et cetera, but cornerbacks too important. And it's just something that this team has always invested in. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think, you know, this episode maybe is premature in a sense because this feels like a really good episode that would happen after the draft, right? Where we know what the Packers have invested their resources in. And this is where they find guys like Devondre Campbell. They find guys like Keyshawn Nixon. Actually, I think Keyshawn Nixon was signed before the draft. But, you know, regardless, Goody is always kind of adding these like oh, little so pieces. Yeah. And Rasul was mid-season, which was even more impressive. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 